The situation is looking grim as Octavia struggles to free herself and Carhoon from their current predicament. Will the shadows suck our heroes dry? Will Octavia even make it to the other rooms? And will Gwyneth finally roll into the double digits? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I am Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. If you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It's really a great way for us to get higher in the charts and grow our audience and find more great listeners like you. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please do just that. I have a cat on my lap again. Oh, seriously, so jealous. I have mm-hmm. that cat hoodie that I gave you that you gave back to me. <laughs> Wait, on. <laughs> that has the little cat heads on it. That's pretty good. Oh, happy May the 4th, my love. That It is May the 4th, indeed. So I am very thankful for Star Wars because it, uh, with it coming out in 77, I know now always what year my parents were married because it was the same year because on their very first date, they went and saw the very first Star Wars, which was at that time just Star Wars since it was this new whole newfangled thing. And uh, they always talk about how, you know, it was just Star Wars and didn't have the subtitle yet. And I'm always like, thank you for helping me, pop culture, for helping me remember my parents' anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Look at this little... Oh. She's being a very good co-host yeah. right now. The si- strong and silent type. Exactly. Oh my goodness, she's so good. She's going to make you so warm. All of that, like, probably. 20 pound of cat. It's worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. It's always worth it. The other one's sitting up on our windowsill. Oh, I love it when he sits up there. So, oh, he's just like a little... Lots of... Little guardian. Lots of cats today. Mm-hmm. But going back to our adventure. Yes, I am. I am so ready. Goodness gracious. Did I roll terribly the last two sessions? Like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So we shall see indeed. if we yeah. all die just because of Gwyneth's inability to roll in the double digits. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> we you never know. We'll find out. So yeah, when we last left off, you and Carhoon were in a pretty dire circumstance. Mm-hmm. Please remind myself and the audience is what your respective strength scores are at. Yes. So uh Carhoon is down from a strength score of twenty down to fourteen. Okay. Still respectable. Still respectable. I am currently in the form of a giant octopus that is Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> and my strength is down from a 17 to a 14. Wait, I thought you said your strength was at 7. 
I had miscalculated it would be at seven if Octavia was in her Asimar form. I had forgotten I that see. I was a giant octopus. So my strength okay, as an okay. octopus is much greater than me as an Asimar. Yes. So I still have your initiatives up here. Perfect. Um, I forget if whose turn we exactly left off with. So we're just going to start at the beginning. Sounds again. Sounds good. Um, the two of you are trapped in this small room. You made your way through, you found a key, and you made your way back, but you have these two relentless shadows mm -hmm. pursuing you. And right now, you are just trying to pull a chain to open a door. Yep, and we are failing. Basically, once you open that door, you're you're basically going to be all right if you can just get to the other side and stave off these shadows yeah. long enough to exit this, <laughs> this room. But you have failed to do that so yes. far. Yep. Because I rolled a bunch of very low things. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to write so, down how many fails there were. Th there were a lot last yeah. last time. But regardless, let's uh, let's come back to the top. It is your turn okay. first, but you two are in this room which has a sickening aura. Right. If you will remember, so I need both of you to make constitution saving throws to avoid becoming poisoned, which will make your life much more difficult. All right. Constitution, you say? Yes, please. All righty. So giant octopus Octavia rolls a... Octavia. Octovia. That's actually really appropriate. <laughs> uh, she rolls an 11. Okay. And Carhoon. I rolled a 10, so already starting off strong in the double digits here. Um, okay. And Carhoon rolls a... Oh, 19. Natural 18. All okay, right. okay, okay. Carhoon is not poisoned. However, you revert back to your cotton candy pink and you will have disadvantage Crap. on ability checks for this round. Crap. It is your turn. What do you wish to do? You have a shadow bearing down on you and I believe the other one is on the other side of the door. Right. We were able to get only I think one was able to pop through. Um, mm -hmm. I... Okay, so I am poisoned. I have... You are poisoned. Disadvantage on everything. Yes. Yep. I am going to try to... Oh, I have disadvantage on attack too. Hmm. Can I somehow aid Carhoon or... Yeah, that's what you guys did most of last. Yeah, because I'm... <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Or can I do something to kind of protect him from the shadow? Um, so I'm a large beast, and I have all of these tentacles. Is there somehow that I can just stand in between him and the shadow so that the shadow doesn't uh, attack you him? You could make yourself the prime target, probably, yes. Do you think that would be better to do than to give him advantage on a strength? Um, That is sort that of... That is up that, to me. That is something you <laughs> right. have to decide. I am the DM and cannot tell you these things. Okay, well... Would it be an action to give him advantage to assist? Yes. All right. And then as my move, can I just move in between the shadow and Carhoon? Sure. I will say you can do that. All right. Again, I am, I'm so big. I mean, 
I can only imagine how this room, I, don't, I kind of forget how big this room is. I don't think it was very large. And it's just like, I'm imagining, you know, all these tentacles and it's just like this mass of, a very Lovecraftian, just like a mass of tentacles, like cramped in there. Yeah. Uh, so you position yourself in between this shadow and Carhoon. Give yes. him aid and it is Carhoon's turn. He is not poisoned. What does he do? Alright, I mean, he is going to, with advantage, roll to try to open this door. Okay. <laughs> Let us see. Alright. First roll. Okay. Natural 12, so 14 total. Let's see. And then an 11, so 14. Nope. I'm imagining by your silence that's a no. <laughs> Okay. Carhoon, he's so close. He can feel it starting to give way. Uh, but Flippity it's just cheap. not quite <laughs> not quite there. Oh my gosh. As a bonus action, he is going to use his second wind and he is going okay. to give himself some more hit points. Okay. Really quickly. He does that. Oh, perfect. Oh, nice. He, got he gets 14 hit points back. I rolled max on his d10. All right. Carhoon is looking a bit better uh, as he steals himself for the oncoming onslaught. The shadow lashes out a inky, milky black arm to try to suck the strength out of your octopod... octobody. Body? Octovia? Thy what? rolled an 11. That... Versus AC. Ugh, that is a hit. All right, because you're an octopus. I know. You take nine points of necrotic damage. Has this all been necrotic? Yeah. Okay, well, I have resistance, so... Oh, okay, well, good to know. And so that would be halved, is that correct? That would be halved, yes. And your strength score is reduced by 1d4, which is only one, so your strength goes down by one. Okay. And this thing is looming over you again. We come to a new round. Goodness gracious. All right. Oh, man. It's a war of attrition. Uh, Octavia. I honestly thought you guys were going to blow through these these two rooms. Uh, Octavia rolled a natural 20. Okay. Could have used that I was about to be like, I would (laughs) rather be poisoned and have rolled that earlier. Of course. Uh, Carhoon rolls a... 13. 13. What did I set the DC at? Okay, Carhoon, the the table's turn. Carhoon becomes poisoned and you are not. Oh no, okay. Okay, your turn. Your pink color returns, but Carhoon goes pale. It's just like back and forth. This is ridiculous. Guys are having trouble holding it together. This is seriously ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um. You know that if your strength goes to zero, you will die. Correct. Okay. Just, I want to make, I want to make the stakes clear. Yes. Can Carhoon give me advantage? Yeah. Because he has disadvantage. Yes. Yep. Um, you would just, you know, push your turn. Yeah. So Carhoon. I'll, I'll uses. hold until after his turn. Okay. He, okay. So you do that. Carhoon takes his turn. Yes. Gives you advantage. So make your. Make your strength check. I'm going to do something different this episode, and I am going to stick with the same die. I mean, it did just roll an at 20. It did, so... All right. 
15. Oh, I have advantage. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so 15. And so this is this is Octavia. Wait, did, did you not roll twice already? Uh, I knocked it over. Uh, I knocked it off the desk. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you did. You did hear the the crinkly crackle, but that was even that was, was a, like, that was an e- wait a second. That was an even. I I wanted to use it because I think it was like an eighteen or something when it landed, and I was like, uh, oh, I can't use that one. Um, okay, so you have a fifteen total. Fifteen, and then oh my gosh, another fifteen. I rolled two fourteens in a row. Well, a fifteen is just enough. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh at my the door, gosh. Uh, you wrap your tendrils around the chain and pull it down, and the door slides open. And then she's just going to, uh, like, you know, with her creepy uh, octopus beak, be like, clack at Carhoon to just, like, go. Yeah. But not before the shadow takes its turn. Yeah. Who is still going to attack you as you're interposed. Okay. That is gonna be a hit 16 on the day okay that's yeah, definitely a hit you take oh, rolling rolling solid damage uh seven points of necrotic damage all right and your strength score is further reduced by only one okay so you're down to what 12 correct okay the door stands open uh top of the round con save real quick all right Octavia rolls a... Ooh, non-natural 20. Okay, you're good. Carhoon rolls a... 15. Carhoon is also good. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, we're, we're, all right we're it's your up. turn. You're holding this door open. All right. What do you do? I'm going to hold and uh, let Carhoon shimmy under the door. So I'm okay. just... Carhoon sh- shimmies under the door and bursts out of this room into the more ovaloid room where the other shadow is waiting. He does have enough movement. This isn't a big room. He can burst back out through the portal all the way, but he would probably take an opportunity attack on his way out. How long across is this room? Uh, maybe like 10 feet. It's okay. really, it's not, not My large. My speed is literally 10 feet. <laughs> As this giant octopus. Nice. Yeah, he's gonna burst all the way through. He's just gonna he's just gonna book it and be like, you know, in his in his cartoon voice be like, Octavia, you got this, and <laughs> just run through. Okay. Uh, he bursts out, uh, leaps through the portal, but the shadow in the other room takes a swipe at him as he goes mm-hmm. for a miss, natural three. Perfect. Alright, your turn. Carhoon has just slurped out of this portal. What do you do? All right. Um, uh, so Octavia, currently in her in her octopus form, has all of these tentacles um, wrapped around this chain, and she is going to put all of her tentacles except one go through the door. Has just one tentacle on that chain, and as she is going through that door, she's going to un wild shape and then back in her asimar form just book it through that ovaloid broom okay so first make another strength check to keep the door open as you are sort of pushing your way through okay that's a natural three okay for a total of what four Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So you start to lose your grip as you are slurping your way through the doorway. Okay. So roll a dexterity saving throw, either as the octopus or as yourself, depending on if you wild shape or not when you feel this door. I feel like I would start to unwild shape as I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling the door like put pressure on the on the tentacles and I'm imagining it just kind of like the tentacles are almost disappearing underneath the door as the octopus form gets kind of like sucked back into into her smaller Asimar form. Okay, so roll a dex save. 16. 16, you manage to push your way to the other side. Woo! Um, The shadow on the inside of the door, though, is going to take its opportunity attack as you burst out of its threatened range. Natural one. Nice! So it misses, so you pop out into this other room. The door slams shut as you make it to the other side, and you... Continue booking it through through the portal. Okay, you can do that because the other shadow used its reaction already to mm-hmm. try to get Carhoon. Uh, so you f- leap out of this portal as well. Oh Whew. my goodness. Oh my gosh. Whew. So you find Carhoon just sort of like collapsed on the ground panting. Uh, yeah. You burst out into this larger chamber again. And you're probably also pretty uh, pretty tired and, and weak. Oh my goodness, yes. I do have a quick question. So as, as I question? was going through that uh, door, does this strength damage go from my wild shape form to my Asimar form? I know like if That's I'm... That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I know like with hit points, if I'm reduced to zero as a creature the excess damage goes over to apply to my humanoid form. I don't know what the scoop is, though, with, like, strength drain stuff. Well, let's consult the internet really quick. The internet does know all. Because the thing about it is you take on the physical characteristics of the beast. That's right. I'm I'm totally fine if if it does carry over. I mean, that could be just, but it is interesting because... It is specifically, like, there is a separation between the strength of the creature and the strength of Octavia. I mean, it seems to me that probably the strength reduction wouldn't Oh, thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. I think if it had taken you to zero, you probably still would have died, died, rather than just popped out as an Asimar. I probably would have popped out as an Asimar and then died. Mm, Yeah, something like that. But I, don't I think, think I can... just the way I'm reading it, it does not quite make sense. So, yeah, we'll say you as uh, Octavia are okay. Ooh, awesome. Carhoon that is would down have... to 14. Correct, because that would <laughs> that would have meant that Octavia's strength would have been at 5. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That would have been pretty bad. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I really hope that it didn't carry over. Okay, so what do you do? Carhoon's looking weak. You're feeling okay. Yes. Well, I did take a lot of hit points. Press on. You have two keys. There are two doors still left unopened, and this large central door that you seem to have two of the keys to, you would assume. That's correct. 
So Octavia is going to look at Carhoon and, 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 you know, see how bedraggled he is and, um, you know, see, knowing what he had just gone through, she's going to say, it's, it seems as though we should maybe just sit down for 30 minutes or some short period of time to just catch our breath yeah. and, uh, you know... To, uh, ostensibly these next two with being keen of mind and something about the will will hopefully not be potentially as physically exerting but I know that I am not in tip top shape and who knows with being down here in this crazy place what it is exactly that we're going to face I agree I could use a rest even just for a short while, obviously we can't do anything long, but even just to take a moment to catch our breaths. Yep. Uh, he seems amenable to doing that. Awesome. Woo, doggy. All right, so you guys take a short rest, mm-hmm. hang out for an hour or so, take a breather, take a nap, patch yourselves up. You may spend any hit die you would like, and the uh, reduction lasts until the target finishes a short or a long rest. So. Oh! my goodness i'm so i totally just assumed that it had to be a long rest or we had to have some like lesser restoration type of spell for that so i am oh my gosh i am so glad okay i thought it would have been a long rest too but nope nice i didn't even i wasn't even or long wasn't even metagaming that good good job (laughs) oh i think (laughs) okay so you guys rest up and the vigor returns to your bodies all right, let me roll some hit dice right here. Give me one second. Okay. Okay, so what do you do? So we we sit there for a minute and, um, you know, catch our breaths and drink some Gatorade and have <laughs> a... I have a Luna bar and he has some jerky orange slices orange slices and um i i look at these keys actually because uh as far as that i know that we were able to see the key a bit more that was on the quickling but the key that we just grabbed that one off of the uh off of the pedestal in this last room so i want to take a quick look at the keys and see what they look like well they just kind of look like Skeleton keys. The quickling one was silver. Mm-hmm. The uh, one you just got was golden. But, I mean, they're not, like, terribly ornate. They're just functional keys. Sounds good. And then how big are they? Uh, a couple inches okay. long. So bigger, but not but not huge type of thing. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Octavia's going to keep both of them with her, um, put them in her bag, and... They will approach um, the remaining two doors. Okay, you approach the remaining two doors. The two that say, pure of will and keen of mind. Mm -hmm. And as you walk up to them, the door under pure of will slides open, revealing another one of these liquidy portal-like orifices. Uh, Octavia will take a look at it and take another look at Carhoon and say, well, third time's the charm, shall we? Of course. And Come she this will far. walk through. Okay, Carhoon follows you. 
The two of you step out. We immediately out died into... because it was a door of annihilation. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make that joke. <laughs> I made it for you. I knew you weren't going to because, you... and so I was like, I'm gonna make it on his behalf. <laughs> oh, I care, but. <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue. <laughs> the two of you step out into another sort of cavernous area but this one looks more like a underground grove almost with a you see before you a long winding path that goes through a sort of like uh oh gosh what's the the the... grotto i know it's not extra like underground what's a what's the fancy way of saying underground Uh, a subterranean Subterranean. I kept thinking extraterrestrial, and I'm like, I know that's well, not. I, mean, I know what could, extraterrestrial is. It could be. Is. I mean, we did go through a portal. It so. could be. It could be subterranean. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A subterranean you. forest with like spindly trees on either side uh, that don't really have much in the way of leaves, but they're just sort of. It's very sort of autumnal mm. forest with just. Big old trees with pointy branches reaching up to the ceiling of this cave and a long winding path that goes through this forest uh, and you can't quite see where it ends. Interesting. So these trees have like normal leaves. They're not like some weird fungal. They don't have leaves. Oh, they don't have leaves. No, they're just trees. They just look like dead trees or like trees during the fall. Okay. Can I just do a quick either nature or perception check to kind of get our bearings a little bit better? You can do either. All right. I'm going to do a perception check. Okay. 14. 14. What are you looking for? I'm kind of curious about these trees and about this path. Um, is there any light? I know in the the maze we had the those fairy lights. Um so just kind of getting a better better gist of where exactly it is that we are. Yeah, it's it's sort of illuminated with a soft glow. It's not really okay. coming from any particular source that you can see, but uh, the entire thing, it's it's not just pitch dark Interesting. like okay. you might expect it to be. Okay. And then I do, can I do a nature check just on these trees? Sure. What would you like to know about them? What should I roll first? Because I might not, <laughs> depending on how poorly I roll, I might not find anything out. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's an 11. I kind of want to know, are these like magical trees? It's kind of interesting to have like tree trees underground as opposed to some kind of funky mushroomy type of thing. Um, I mean, this whole complex screams of magic. Mm-hmm. So you would guess they're probably, you know, maybe maintained by some means because there's no sunlight down right there. yeah and then d- does it seem like they were but they don't planted or that they're natural probably planted okay interesting this whole series of things was like engineered yeah very like purposeful there's definitely like yes okay octavia will again you know look to carhoon and say well seems our path is set out before us and she'll start walking down the path okay you start walking down the path and uh, you cross over into uh, this sort of underground forest mm-hmm. with these trees reaching up on either side of you as you start trudging your way through. 
after a few moments, there's uh, a slight rustling coming from off on, let's say, your left side, mm-hmm. from up in the branches, and uh, you see something, just sort of a, a large figure. It almost looks like a big old bird, maybe like a turkey or something. Oh, wow. sort of flutters over and lands on one of the branches. Okay. But as you, I'm assuming you may turn to look, uh, unless we, you wish to do. ignore it and keep walking, which you may. I think that we would probably turn and look. As you look a bit closer, you see it's not a big old bird. It's not a, it's not a turkey. <laughs> You're a turkey. <laughs> it's not a subterranean dungeon turkey. <laughs> Although, oh I want to make a turkey dungeon now, though. <laughs> oh my goodness, we could have a Thanksgiving-themed one-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But instead, it looks like there's a, uh, it's sort of a humanoid figure that sort of shares some bird-like Ooh, features as well okay. with big old wings. Uh, you can roll a nature check on this. All right. Uh, it's a four. Okay. <laughs> uh, you don't know exactly what it is. It's got sort of long, knotted, greasy, grimy hair and uh, a visage that isn't necessarily like unpleasant, okay. but it's not very warm. Um, and then its feet are sort of covered with like scaly talony type Ooh, things okay. and it's got two big old nasty wings reaching uh, out of its back it stares at you from its perch and i stare back okay and it it's <laughs> it says to you i guess i need to use my old woman voice now yes i love your old woman voice <laughs> you two look off tired. Why don't you come in and take a rest? You you deserve it. What do you say? What do you do? Octavia is going to take Carhoon's hand and turn away from the creature and continue walking and not say anything. Just a little nap, dear. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, both of us, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Octavia rolls a... Oh dear. Twelve. Okay. And... Carhoon rolls a, oh, 18. You feel a slight fuzz come over your head, but you manage to shake it off as these words seem to be laced with magic. Mm-hmm. And the two of you turn and continue your way down the path, but a few uh, feet further, another one of these creatures, you, you hear it fluttering and lands on a tree on the other side of the path and again starts addressing you and says... You look so bedraggled. Just just a little rest. Come this way. We have a nice bed made for you. Just step off the path. Uh, Octavia is going to turn to Carhoon and hurriedly tear a portion of her, her cloak. I'm assuming she has a cloak or her tunic or whatever she's wearing. Bits off of her, the hide armor that she has. And she's going to say, stuff these in your ears. Uh, we must stay. We must stay on this path. I mean, we just rested. Uh, we don't need to. We don't need to rest. We 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 can't. Bef- I don't think it's a good idea if we go with them. Uh, before you do that, roll wisdom saving throws again. Okay. Octavia rolls a. Oh my gosh, nine. <sighs> Carhoon rolls a. Fifteen. This thing lands in the tree and begins saying these honeyed words to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you reach down to begin 
tearing off a strip of cloth, but then she starts making a lot of sense. You're like, man, I am pretty tired. It's been a long time. We've been traveling for, you know, a week. We just got in the city. Sure, we took a nap, but it's looking pretty appealing uh, to, oh, no. for, for you to head off and, and follow this this creature. Oh, no. And uh, before you can, you know, rip these strips off, you begin heading in that direction. Oh, no. Okay. Carhoon does not. Carhoon's okay. He rolled well enough. Mm-hmm. What would he do in this situation? He sees you begin to resist, but then sort of give in, and you start walking towards this. It's a harpy. Right, that's what I figured. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm sure you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Octavia is compelled to follow this harpy into the forest. What? How does Carhoon react? Well, I'm sure that, I mean, Carhoon being even more educated than Octavio, I am sure that he knows what this creature is and what they're capable of. And so I would think that, I mean, we were already holding hands because I had taken his hand with the, when we saw the first one. I would think that he would try to, like, pull me back onto the, back onto the trail and be like, you know, Octavia, we have to stay on the path or whatever. <laughs> Octavia, we have to stay on the path. Exactly. He reaches out and grabs your arm. Make a strength check and then oppose your strength check with Carhoon's strength (laughs) check. He rolls a 23. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. You might might beat that. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's impossible for you to beat that. It would literally be impossible, even though I did roll a 16, which is better than I rolled a lot. Not bad. Carhoon grabs your arm and starts dragging you uh, w- with protest <laughs> further and but, further but down Carhoon, this I mean, we, path. we should rest. I, uh, we, we've been traveling for so long. I mean, even, even the rest that we had in your house last night, I mean, it, it wasn't really enough. It's, we were, this seems peaceful. Like, finally, it's just... Uh, a chance to real rest with like a... He grabs your other shoulder mm-hmm. and starts uh, shaking you. Get your... Uh, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> pull yourself together, Octavia. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like... What just happened? How did we get further down the path? What is... What are you doing? Just keep walking. Uh, he speeds up his pace. Okay. Yeah, I'll, he sort of shakes the fuzz out of your ears okay. for, for the time being. Okay, and then Octavia is going to be like, she's going to remember what she was about to say before she got overcome, and she's going to quickly stuff uh, some of that fabric in her ears and hand some to Carhoon to do the same. Okay. Yeah, he, he does so, and you guys start booking it through this forest. Mm-hmm. These two creatures begin sort of flying they sort of fly ahead of you and land on a branch, and as you pass, they shout out more of these, you know, s- sweet uh, temptations mm-hmm. uh, as you make your way along this path. Eventually, ahead of you, you see that this path opens up into a into more of a clearing. Okay. And as you sort of exit into this clearing, these two harpies land on sort of either side of this passage, and... Make both of you make one more wisdom saving throw. I'll give you advantage on Yay. it with your 
little earplugs. Right. Uh, Octavia rolls a... Uh, she rolls a 16, and Carhoon rolls a 11. You were lucky. 11 is just enough. Oh, phew. Uh, you two burst out of this path into this small clearing, these harpies still shouting, Why? You don't have to go so fast. Take a minute. Step with us. We have a nice little cottage. We've baked cookies. I don't like cookies. And in front of you. I'm vegan. I'm sure you love cookies. <laughs> I know she does, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like cookies. In, f- <laughs> in front of you in this clearing is another pedestal. Okay. And on top of it, you see sitting a shiny metal key. Mm, what color is this one? Bronze. Okay. Octavia will take a look around and... If her way looks clear, she is going to walk up to that pedestal. Okay, you walk up to the pedestal. I grab the key. Okay. Uh, You reach out, you grab the key, it comes off, and and you are now in possession of it. As you do, the sweet honeyed words of Mm. these harpies begin to shift into angry, harsh accusations Mm -hmm. and screams, and they start shouting things like, I don't know. You should have listened to us, darling. And then they fly at the two of you. Oh my with gosh! Nasty clawed oh, hands. Okay. And shoo, 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 close in on you. So roll initiative really quick. All like. right. Octavia rolls a twelve, and Carhoon rolls a oh non natural twenty. I'm rolling so much better today. (laughs) All right, Carhoon goes first. These harpies fly up to the two of you, reaching out with their, uh, they they actually pulled sort of like clubs out of somewhere. You're not sure. Oh, wow. So are they like humanoid shaped? Yeah, they're like -like? kind of scraggly, grimy women with bird feet and bird wings. Oh, so interesting. He is going to, he has his great axe in his two hands, and he is just going to make a great swing at the first one. Okay. All right, he rolls a, oh my gosh, that is only a nine to hit. A nine is a miss. You are next. All right. Octavia. All right, she is going to cast, are these two harpies, are they next to each other? Not directly. Or how close are they to each other? They were on either side of the path, and then they both sort of swooped down uh, towards you guys. So they're probably like 10, 15 feet apart coming at you from either side. All right. Well, if they are 10 feet apart coming down at us, I'm going to cast Moonbeam over the two of them. All right. That would probably envelop at least one of you and Carhoon because they're sort of flanking you from either side. So in order to get both of them, you would have to get one of you two, I would say. Well, can't I move and then cast it? You could. I mean, I would put myself in it, but I will move back if they're not adjacent to me quite yet and then cast it. Sure. Because if moving is the issue, I mean, I could always move first before casting it. No, you can move. All right. You can move. I'm trying to decide if, if Carhoon would still be in between them. Okay. Because he literally, he just attacked he one of them. He did attack one of them. Mm. So he's like right next to, and he is a shape changer, so he, he would have disadvantage on the save. 
Hmm. Well, I will cast it on just one of them then. I really don't want to envelop Karhu. Okay. So I will take okay, a step so back. Okay, so probably the one not attacking him. Correct. So I'll, I'll take a step back, and then the one that was coming right at me, I will cast it over it. Okay. And it doesn't have to do anything until its turn, or does it stuff happen immediately? It is when it starts its turn. Okay, well, they start their turn. Alrighty, so make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Nine. Alright, that is a fail. Okay. So you will be taking 2d10 radiant damage. Okay. Thirteen. That's a lot of damage. Yep, I rolled a nine and a four. Very good. So the one that is in the moonbeam who you just hit is going mm-hmm. to fly out of the moonbeam mm-hmm. and it's going to attack you. All right. It's going to make it lashes out with its club. You should have just had some cookies, dear. <laughs> I don't like warm uh, milk. 19 on the die. That's going to be a, uh, enough yeah. on the club. That's not much. You take 2 points of bludgeoning damage. And then it swipes at you with its claws, and it rolls a natural one, ah! so it misses. I think it hits itself. The one next... It does not. The one next to Carhoon is going to do the same thing. It tries to bop him with its club for a 15 to hit. Just hits. Okay. Carhoon takes three points of bludgeoning damage, and All then right. it slashes out with its claws for a... Ooh. That is a 22 to hit. Oh, yikes, that hits. With its claws, so he takes four points of slashing damage. Why couldn't you have just taken a nap? (laughs) All right, Uh, Carhoon's turn. All right. um, Followed by you. is going to take his great axe again and swing, let him swing once again at the one that is attacking him. All right, roll it. Natural roll 19. That's going to do it. Alrighty. Oh my gosh, I rolled a 2 on the d12 for a total of 7 slashing damage. That's still pretty good. Yeah, not nothing. Not nothing. Oh, you need to make a concentration check for your moonbeam. You got to beat a 10. You took like 2 points. <laughs> I fail. I rolled a seven. Oh, all right. Okay, my moonbeam is gone. Disappears. Your moonbeam is gone. All right. It is your turn, unless Carhoon wants to do anything else. No, I think he. I think he is currently good. He's he got a decentish hit in with his great axe, so he's content with that. And since he's adjacent to her or it, he does not want to move. Okay, your turn. Octavia. Octavia. Hmm. All right, she is go. Is the, oh the harpy that attacked her? That it's probably adjacent to her, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's gonna cast moonbeam again. Okay. So she on the same one. Correct. So she is going to, uh, you know, reach her hands up to the sky, and even though there is no sky to be seen, some soft, some soft moonlight starts filtering down through the through the branches of these kind of creepy trees. And then all of a sudden, like, it solidifies around this harpy. And I feel like the light is kind of, you know, like, opaque, kind of like 
you know, when you have one of those really, really intense spotlights and the harpy's making this, like, very stark shadow on the ground, like, right underneath her. So are you going to stay there? Yeah, I don't I don't want to move and incur. Okay. The harpy makes a constitution saving throw. It gets a 16, okay. 17, actually. That is a success, but you still take half as much, so... Okay. So you still take six radiant damage. Oh, right. It is going to... Club Claw. Club is a 19 on the die. The claw is a 12 on the die for a 15. Oh, 15 meets a pizza. Alright, so the club deals you two points of bludgeoning damage. The claws deal you eight points of slashing damage. Pretty well there. Okay, and then the one attacking Carhoon is going to do the same. That's a miss on the club. That's a 17 Mm. on the Claw. Uh, Talon's oh. hit. Also eight points of slashing damage. Oh, wow. Carhoon's turn. All right. He is not having any of these uh, any of these creatures all up in his business. So he is once again going to take this great axe that he has in his hands and swing at the harpy that is attacking him. Okay. He swings. I cracked die. Sorry, I have all these blankets surrounding me, and it rolled into it. That's uh, still not great. 13 to hit. 13 is a hit. These things are not wearing armor. Oh, nice. In the official Monster Manual art, they are naked. This is a fan wish. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to be like, ooh, sexy. And then I'm like, nope. No, they're kind of gross, actually. (laughs) It's off-putting nudity. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. So that was, thankfully, I rolled an 8 on that d12. So 13 slashing damage. Okay. Carhoon does that. It comes to your turn. What do you do? All right. I am... Is there somewhere where I could move the... So the harpy is still in the moonbeam, as far as I know, right? Uh, that's right. So... Yep. She didn't move. Okay. Is there any way that I could get both of them in the moonbeam if I moved it? Oh, uh, but you need to make another concentration check. Oh, that's right. She did hit me. Thank you. For... I, I literally have it written at the top of my character sheet in big letters. Remember concentration with even two exclamation points. But I need <laughs> to put it. In... It's only in pencil, though. I think I'm, I need to do it in like some multicolored marker or something because it just yeah. keeps slipping my mind. I rolled a 10. A 10. You maintain concentration. All right. I mean, that wasn't even with my con. That was a natural 10. So, yeah. All right, so with the moonbeam still being in place, I am going to cast Shillelagh as a bonus action on my staff, and I am just going to uppercut this lady right in the face. Okay, roll it. Oh, that will be an 11 to hit. That is exactly what you need. Yes! All right. Eight damage. Eight damage. All right. You thwack it good. It uh, <laughs> cries out. And then it's their turn. It's going to make a con yes, save please. for a 13. That's exactly my spell save. So does that succeed then if it meets, meets it? Beats it. Alrighty. Yep. So you will take half so of half this damage. 2d10. Oh, I rolled an eight and a nine. Uh, 17, so half of that would be 8. Alright, this thing's getting sizzled up pretty good. Uh, She turns to her comrade and says, Ah, these fools aren't worth it! And then uh, (laughs) 
they both disengage and begin to fly off into the forest as they're both getting the crap kicked out of them pretty easily. <laughs> All right. And they sort of foo, 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 disappear into this wood. Well, Octavia's going to call after them and be like, I bet that your cookies were lumpy. I bet you overmixed them. That's her sick burn. My cookies won first prize at the stage fair. <laughs> All right. The harpies have been sent on their way. All right. Nothing to harp about. <laughs> <laughs> so Octavia is going to, she's not too, too, she definitely took some hits. Um, so she's not looking fantastic. And Carhoon took some as well, but he fared better. And so she is going to turn to him and say, let us, let's get out of this place. We've, seems like we have met the challenge and beaten the puzzle. So let's return to the slight safety of that middle chamber. <laughs> Who knows? I agree. Uh, and the two of you make your way out of this forest, okay. wind your way back. The harpies give you no trouble as you uh, make your way back through the path and exit this forest, mm -hmm. this subterranean forest, in fact, and uh, exit through the portal back into the main chamber from whence you came. As you do, the last door that says Keen of Mind slides open as you return into this hub. All right. I'm going to use my healing hands on myself really quickly and just get four hit points back. It's not okay. a bunch, but... All right, so with Keen of Mind being open, Octavia's going to take a deep breath, and thank you for coming with me. You brought me to here, and by all means, that probably would have satisfied Absalon's call. So thank you for delving down deep into the earth with me in this place that obviously is trapped and not necessarily the safest. And I appreciate not being alone. Sorry, what are you talking to me? And he pops the cotton balls out of his ears. <laughs> You are such a butt! Oh my gosh! Oh man! I was almost like, I was gonna be like, she's gonna say to Carhoon, but I'll be like, it's obvious she's saying it to Carhoon. He's the only other person there, but no, you had to take it there. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. And she, she smiles at his levity, because it's a sobering place that they've been in. And Indeed. she will say, well, uh, once more into the breach and walk through the final portal. All right. He follows. And we're going to continue just a just a little hair long. longer. Go long. Go far. Isn't that a football thing? Go long. A football thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, football thing. We're both football fans, uh, clearly. <laughs> Sorry, yins are at heart. The two of you walk through this portal, and you exit into yet another one of these little mm -hmm. uh, room, cavern spaces. You find yourself in okay. a rectangular room. It's mostly dark. It's not a, a huge room, but it's, it's okay. maybe like 20 by 20-ish. 
It's mostly dark on the outside, but in the center of the room, there's like a beam of light shining down onto a small raised platform. And on top of that platform is a uh, a sort of strange looking hmm. creature, which you would just recognize from, you know, general knowledge of <laughs> stuff to be a sphinx. How big is the sphinx? Aren't they kind of big? Uh, I mean, they're pretty big, but it's a little sphinx. Oh. It's like a tiger-sized sphinx. Oh, well, that's still pretty big. That's still pretty big, but I mean, I'm it's, imagining it's big. like a pancake-sized sphinx. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a be, bigger sphinx than that. That would be really cute. As you enter, the sphinx turns and just it immediately looks at you. Mm-hmm. And it says, welcome to... Moir. Now, welcome. That's my same my same announcer voice. Welcome to me, my spot. He says, welcome. You've come for my key, I'm sure. And it holds up a paw, and in it is a copper-colored key. Mm-hmm. It continues. I will give this to you willingly, if you can defeat me in a battle of wits. Therefore, I challenge you to a bat- battle of wit. I already said it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, charisma is not their highest step. That's <laughs> ah, pretty charismatic. He says, if you beat me, this key is yours. I will leave your medium up to you. But I will be starting this battle off in a, a favorite form of sphinxian intellect and and wit battling, also known as battle rap music. <laughs> Both of our charisma's terrible, so if you're expecting some uh, some really sick verses to be dropped by either Carhoon or Octavia, everyone will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> From out of nowhere, uh, a beat starts. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, you think oh I'm my joking? Gosh, this is so good. No, I'm, I'm no. definitely not joking. Oh my god! Hey, gosh. Brian Pan, you got my back. All right. So, the Sphinx stands up in the middle of the stage, and it materializes a mic out of somewhere, and this is it fantastic. begins. Welcome to the chapel, I hope you're ready to battle Because I'm coming at you like I'm half Sphinx and half Dark Mantle You wander in here, think I'm giving up this key? Girl, I bust up rust monsters bigger than thee Hush now and see how powerfully I prowl and pounce On these cowardly dour beans I scour beats and devour the weak I'm a beast, so how about you just bow to me? Yeah, you got some funky eyes and some wild and hair But I've lived for centuries, who you trying to scare? And your friend over there? Hope he brings something to this fight Cause judging from here, his mental weight class looks light That staff won't help you in this battle of wits. That axe on his back, you're better off calling it quits. You won't get this key until I'm good and convinced that the mind of this sphinx has fallen, eclipsed. Now this is your test. You're going to pass it or fail. Now let's see what you brought to this battle of scales. And then he drops the mic. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And we're going to pick up there next week, so you've got some time to think of your reply. Oh my, I don't even know what to say. Oh.
I just, I'm, I'm glad to have time, but I just want to go now. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Man. All right. Shall I take us out, my love? Please do. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcast player. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is to share us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us, you know, your mom, classmates, colleagues, just everybody. And if you want to get in touch with us, please shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, and you can find us at and a die podcast. We'd love to hear from you and love to hear what your thoughts are on the show. Catch y'all next week.